Welcome back to, to the, the Dead, Dead to the, the World podcast. podcast. I'm Mama Don. I'm Tasha. And I'm Lexi. And we have a super special episode today. Yes, We're we really do. excited. Woo! You normally hear us talk a lot. Today, you're not going to hear us talk all the time. Won't that be a break for you? You're probably relieved. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So on this episode, we are actually going to have a special guest that we are going to interview. And drum roll, please. Aaron from Z1 Podcast. Woo! And he is from the UK. He lives in Farringdon. And we are going to be talking to him about his experience with sleep paralysis. So we're going to go ahead and get him on here and get chatting. Woo! Here we go. Is it am I a guinea pig for you guys? Is this your first uh, interview or your first sleep paralysis person? Well, we have one other guest that's going to be on the program, and that is oh, okay. his husband, though. Well, not at the oh. time, has, but, but <laughs> we recorded him earlier today. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Our first non family member. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'm honored. And I'm also a bit scared because I'm representing my nation too. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. We're a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> don't, be, don't worry. Know, you I guys know. are great. You guys are really great. I really enjoy your pod. Well, thank you. I told Lexi, I'm like, let's do Sebastian first so we can warm up a little bit and know what questions to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's a, a sleep paralysis sufferer too, yeah? How, yeah. how long has he, uh, he suffered it? Um, so he said he remembered his first time having it was when he was about four years old. Wow, and how is he now? Uh, he's 24. Oh, so 20 years. Yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess first off, I mean, we know that you're from the Z1 podcast, and mm-hmm. we love it. And thank you for adding me oh, thank you. and Don into your, your anniversary, anniversary episode. episode. Oh, I'm, yes. sorry. I'm sorry for killing you off. It had nothing to do with me. It was just a, a random roll of a dice. The funny part is, is I saw, I think we were tagged in your post about it. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I just didn't, like, see an icon in the graphic that represented uh-huh. it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. So I'm just listening to the episode, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, and I died. I it, was, <laughs> it was over so quick. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Not many people made it. It was a strange game. I'll have to tweak about the settings for next year, and, of course, you're invited back. But let's have you do a plug for your podcast. Tell us okay. about Z1 for our listeners who haven't listened. Yeah, no worries. So uh, Z1 is an audio drama, and it's about uh, it's a rom zomcom, a, a romantic zombie comedy. Although there's not much romance going on in the zombie apocalypse, uh, and it follows the like for like relationship between my real life wife and myself in our own town of Farringdon, which is where we live in real life. Uh, so we're a very ordinary couple in a very ordinary apocalypse. But yet, strange and weird things do happen. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all, all we're about. We're about to have a baby uh, in the podcast, not in real life. <laughs> uh, <but> <laughs> we've already got two. Uh, but uh, yeah, in the uh, in in the third season, we're about to we're about to drop. Yeah, drop, I love it. Drop a baby. Drop a baby. <laughs> drop a baby in the middle in, in the middle of the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love your what's the word your your humor. It's, it's Thank definitely you. my yeah. kind of humor. <laughs> I get a kick out of it. I remember in the anniversary episode, I believe it was, you guys were talking about the zombie noises that you use and that a lot of them mm. were kids <laughs> or came from uh, yeah. people. Was that, was it your kids? Uh, no. So what we did, we had a, um, we had like a special episode called a children's story. 
And it was more or less to say thank you for the parents and friends of ours that supported us in the early days. And so what we did is we made it strictly PG. There was no bad language. There was no you know disastrous storylines going on. Yeah. And so we basically asked the kids to do zombie noises. And some of them we kept for the proper show. We just toned them. Yeah, you know, we pitched them down to make them sound a bit more gruff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the rest of the zombie noises, particularly in the early seasons, were all me. But it gave me like a really sore throat. So I had to, oh, <laughs> I had to knock it I had to knock it on the head and, uh, you know, search elsewhere and I eventually found some sound effects to, to fill in the gaps. So, yeah, but the kids loved it. <laughs> just awesome. just like just running around, having a laugh with it. And we had to keep all of it. So, yeah, it was, it was good. That's awesome. I think uh, Tasha here, I, I think she was going to, she wanted us to ask if you were accepting more zombie noises. She, yeah. She does, she does a few good ones. She likes to imitate the uh, World War Z. The one oh yeah 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 totally send them in yeah absolutely you got the email address now so there's no excuse i'm expecting yeah, that now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess we should get started we're talking about sleep paralysis hmm. and i guess when would you say that you like first remember having a sleep paralysis episode oh first remember uh i mean it's different because I, I i i'm pretty sure i've had it since birth but obviously, I don't remember that far back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever spend any more than five minutes with my mother, there's two things that she'll tell you about me. Uh, number one is that I, I put her in labor for 72 hours. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I'm nearly 50. She's never let, let that one lie. Uh, and uh, number two is that I was a complete terror as a baby. I just would hardly ever sleep. I had such an irregular sleep pattern oh, wow. and it continued up until I was about four or five years old. It's uh, very fabled in, in uh, their household is that I was a complete rat bag, which is uh, <laughs> a British slang for uh, being being a complete nightmare to, to my parents. Uh, but uh, yeah, my first one that I remember would have been when I was six. Uh, and I distinctly remember it because I was over my uh, my uh, grandmother's house. Uh, and this would have been during the summer holidays, our school holidays. So it would have been a July or an August. And the uh, the windows were open because uh, it was a warm night. And I remember there being a conversation outside between two people, a man and a woman. Although they was talking grown up stuff, you know, I wouldn't have remembered or understood what they was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, at that point saw their shadows on the wall. And I thought that was a bit strange, even to a six-year-old, because there was no lighting outside. There was no way the shadows could come through into the bedroom. Uh, and the next thing I remember is my my nan, my grandma, uh, waking me up because I was screaming and pointing at the wall. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's my first experience of it. And the next day, my, my nan uh, tells my parents what had happened. And my mum and dad just, just said, oh, yeah, he does it all the time. Yeah, completely normal. You know, this kid pointing at walls and things, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, they, you know, it was obviously quite uh, horrifying for me at the time. Now, were, did it scare you? Like, you recall being frightened by it? Or did yeah, it definitely. Back, back then, yeah, for sure. Um, it went, I went through maybe uh, three or four years' worth of uh, many pairs of underwear. Uh <laughs> 
just uh, you know understanding what this was because to me it was normal you know I, I wouldn't have known what other people were dreaming or anything I wouldn't have known to ask the right questions for sure Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, just a normal kind of upbringing, really having these these uh, experiences, you know, pretty much two or three times a week. So when did you realize or come to the determination that like, oh, this isn't normal for like everyone else around my age or like school people or, you know, like when did you come to terms that like, oh, this is really different? Mm. Yeah, probably a lot longer than I should have done because being British um, we're quite uptight and reserved. So dreaming is not something that we tend to talk about or at least didn't talk about back in back in when I was young. Interesting. Uh, so and plus dreaming is, is quite a personal thing. Right. So, you know, if I would have spoken to my friends and you know, we didn't really share what each other's dreams were the night before. You know, if I would have said that to my friends, they would have told me to do one. They would have <laughs> told me to. To, to you know, stop talking rubbish, Aaron. Uh, so that's um, why I love your pod because it's so open and, and and you know you have this kind of obviously your family, so it's a lot more comfortable. Um, but I, I I didn't even speak to about it with my with my family or my mum and dad or anything. I just didn't feel that they would either understand or or anything like that. So it really took me until my late teens to appreciate you know exactly what it was. Interesting. So in your late teens, is that when you connected it to sleep paralysis? Um, the, the term sleep paralysis for me didn't really come into it, maybe until about 10 or 15 years ago. So I was still well into my 20s and 30s, really not fully understanding what it was. Yeah, that makes sense, because I don't think I, I... We're very similar age, and yeah, All right. I don't remember sleep paralysis being something that was talked about when I was younger. No, it was just a, it's a kind of thing that come on board... With most things, you know, when the internet arrived, you know, people started talking to, about their experiences and sharing these things and forums and things like that. And then, then you suddenly discover, hold on, I'm not the only one that goes through this. So, yeah, that's when the, the name Sleep Paralysis, I think, come on board. Gotcha. Now, on our podcast, um, there's, there's two camps people seem to fall in with sleep paralysis. You have the people mm. who think it's completely scientific. You know, you're in REM sleep, you're... you're brain has put your body in paralysis so you don't act out your dreams and you know it's so sleep paralysis just just your brain waking up but your body not waking up and hmm. then you get frightened and you you know dream scary things or the other camp is that it is paranormal what would right. you say kind of your thoughts are on what it might be for you oh god it's, it's yeah I, I can appreciate where the blurs are because it is such a it, 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 it screws with your mind so much um, for me it's very scientific you know um, I'm you know, I've read up on it an awful lot obviously experiencing the things that I've done uh, I've had done to me uh, had done to me that's that's a wrong thing to say it's like <laughs> it's, so, someone's out to get me no it's, that's not the thing it's just my brain uh, but it's just a case of you know connecting the dots and following the science and realizing actually, you know, it, it's, all, it's all a part of wiring and it's all about, you know, miscommunications between things that should obviously talk to each other better within your brain. Uh, so, you know, I'm not one to think that it's paranormal, although I completely understand where people are coming from. Uh, even from a religious point of view, you know, you can quite easily think you're talking to a, a demon mm -hmm. or God or whoever. 
but you know because of the the wild and weird things you do experience but um you know for me it's 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 deep set in in science really are there any like specific or e- even a couple if you want to can you maybe tell us a couple of stories of your sleep paralysis Ooh, I, I can tell you once it saved my life. Oh. <laughs> because, I mean, um, you get a lot of recurring dreams uh, with sleep paralysis. I, I emailed you one a, a few days ago, in fact. You need to decipher that at some point. Uh, but there was one in particular when I was when I was growing up, and I, I used to be heavily into dinosaurs, as most boys used to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, dinosaurs used to feature a, a lot in my uh, recurring dreams and in my sleep paralysis episodes. And um, I, I learned pretty quickly that I either need to hide from them or I need to be eaten by them um, for them to go away. And back in, in my old house, there used to be one specific spot that I used to hide in. And that was in the in the corner behind my dad's sofa. He had like a little armchair and I used to hide um, behind that particular chair and wait for all these dinosaurs to move past. And then I knew it was safe to move. This kind of transferred into my real life, un- unbeknownst to me, many, many years later, when I got involved with uh, a bit of trouble with some much larger guys. Uh, it wasn't nothing to do with me. It was, a, 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 you know, it was someone else that, um, that, that, that someone got beaten up and they thought it was me. And they basically wanted my my head on a stick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but rather than try and these weren't the kind of people that you would say you would just you go up to them and say, you know, it wasn't me. They wanted to fight first before, you know, getting any answers. And they come around my house because they knew where I lived. So the only thing I thought of doing at that very time was ducking behind instinctively behind my my dad's chair and hiding in the corner. Uh, until they went away because had I have answered the door or you know they were looking through the windows at the, at the front garden and the back garden they could see all through the house mm-hmm. so had I have been anywhere else in my house they would have spotted me broken and probably beaten me up <laughs> so you know I, I it saved me from a beating um so I'm really kind of pleased about that uh, but that's the only real positive. Uh, the rest of it is fairly is fairly negative. But I, I kind of like that, you know. It, it, it's one instance that I can say, hey, you know, I've been through a lot, but at least you know it helped me with that. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's like a un or like what do they say? Sub unsubconscious, a, a subconscious like, yeah, like hiding from something that you know it's not your friend. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever heard of any other sleep paralysis event have something positive in your life. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, this is the thing is that, um, I mean, I've come through the other side now because, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not one that says I'm a sufferer. I just experience it. I mean, sure, you know, back in my my youth, I did suffer um, not knowing what it was and obviously being terrorized by, you know, during my early, early years. But now come through the other side, uh, you know, it, I kind of get a, a deeper understanding of it. And it's not as scary as it used to be to me now, because when you get older, you just tend not to be scared about yourself. You're more worried about other people. Um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's something that uh, it's, not, it's nice to shine a light on sometimes. It's, it's not all bad. Yeah, I, I like the positive attitude about it. 
because you, you really don't hear that much. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? I don't, I don't think there's a cure. Um, I don't really want to be cured if there was a cure. So it's kind of just me. It's, it's, it's with me now. It's, it's, it's part of me now. Do you have any do you have like any things that you do that kind of help you break out of the sleep paralysis when you are having a negative experience? Um, yeah, I tend to swear and shout it a lot <laughs> in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that kind of helps because when I'm you know, obviously sleeping next to my wife, she can hear me sometimes whimpering. So I'm screaming in my head sometimes mm-hmm. or shouting or swearing at whatever's going on. And she all she hears is a, is a slight whimper. Um, but that's a sign for her to like tap me on the shoulder and say, Aaron, are you having a nightmare? And then I kind of snap out of it. So that kind of helps me there. But in terms of internal, trying to snap out of it internally, that, that gets progressively harder as I, as I grow older, I find. It, I used to be able to do it uh, uh, with a click of the fingers, really. But now, um, I think it is because I'm getting older, it's, uh, it, it's becoming a lot more difficult to snap out of it. Yeah, like um, previously when we interviewed Lexi's husband, Sebastian, like, because mm. we kind of mentioned, you know, you can wiggle your hands or your toes or like pretend like you're falling backwards are some tips to help. And he yeah. said that he tried that and it worked like at first, but then over like, you know, the longer he has sleep paralysis, episodes the harder it is for those little things to work yeah i can totally understand that completely uh and i've got bad news for him it's probably going to get worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he told us some interesting stories today i think i'm going to have to start calling lexi the crazy sex witch and you'll you'll hear the episode what i'm talking about awesome Do you, um, do your kids understand, I mean, I, I don't know how old your kids are, but do they? Oh, they're uh, nine and two. Nine and two. So oh, does the nine-year-old, uh, like, understand at all, like, or have you explained to them, or do they really even know? No, I mean, it's, they, they don't, um, yeah, they don't have the same kind of, you know, I, I could easily tell what the, yeah. what the, um, what the things would be, what the signs would be for them. They don't exhibit that, so there's no real explanation for me to say, look, daddy has these dreams but you know don't worry because you haven't got them too so it's kind of like again with the you know with the reserved uh attitude that us brits have it's like you know i don't want to i don't want to scare them too much yeah, you know, yeah besides yeah. yeah you don't want to put it in their, in their right. brains the, the, the eldest one in particular will come up to me the next day and say oh daddy i think i had one of your dreams oh <laughs> you're like you now yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think that we've ever asked, like, is there anybody else in your family that has experiences it or is it only you? Uh, it is only me, I think, that experiences this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister, uh, who's two years younger, she went through a phase of sleepwalking uh, in her early teens. So we're both not wired up the right way, really. Um, <laughs> but she she grew out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, I stayed on, so I'm in. I'm in it for the long haul. I mean, is anyone really wired correctly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've all got something, haven't exactly. we? Eh? Yeah. There's no such thing as normal. <laughs> um, do you get any inspiration for your podcast from the things that happen in your dreams? Um, not particularly, no, because my character in my podcast doesn't have sleep paralysis. I just thought it would be. 
a little bit too weird and a bit too full on if I added that on top of my character. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and most people wouldn't understand it. So I kind of left that part out. That makes sense. Yeah. And you're yeah. not about zombies in your... <laughs> Never. Do you know what? Never. Because, I mean, uh, and it comes down to this kind of thing that I, my fascination with zombies is all about the humor and the comedy. So they're not really scary to me. Um, the shadow men that, that melt through my walls, they're, they're scary. <laughs> but not zombies so I don't really have that kind of attitude towards zombies they're, they're more comical and funny yeah, yeah that's are. true and they're kind of well, I was going to say sometimes they're kind of dumb <laughs> they're real dumb <laughs> but then I was like wait is that offensive <laughs> <laughs> who are you offending <laughs> you're going to have some emails now they're going to they're gonna drop their fingers on their keyboards well, is there anything about uh, sleep paralysis that you think uh, might be interesting for listeners or something that might help them if they do suffer? Well, I mean, there's a classic list of, uh, you know, symptoms and things that I think that people kind of go through. I say classic like it's a real, you know, common thing. But, um, you know, things like out-of-body experiences, that happens. Um where you, you can get dragged up that feels lovely you can get dragged down that feels horrible um and that kind of again brings into the whole heaven and hell kind of thing the out-of-body thing is obviously linked to aliens mm-hmm. uh you know you, you get deja vu i get an awful lot of deja vu but nothing serious and nothing that i can say oh yeah i definitely remember that but little scenes or or faces or places that I've never been to, but actually I have been to. Um, that's that's the kind of thing that uh, you know that it brings into it. Just for a flash, just for a couple of seconds, but you definitely, I, I definitely recognise it. You know, it's it seeing it before. The same with faces, really. No one's ever really a stranger, I find, and that's not because I'm completely sociable and I've met everybody in the world. It's just that you know, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somewhere down the line I've dreamt generic faces and, you know, that's what it's come up with. So, you know, everything kind of, it feels like I'm going through a lot of things that I've gone through before. And I definitely haven't spoken to you guys before, so that can't be real, can it? So <laughs> so do you get like, because with sleep paralysis, one of the common things is like the heaviness of the chest. Like, so do you experience hmm. that as well? Yes, and a lot of pain. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, so when, you know, things come and sit on me or touch me, you know, they'll, they'll just press on me or, or whatever. Afterwards, after I've actually woken up, there is some residual pain quite often in the head. I do, I do get quite a lot of migraines or migraines, I think you call them. Um, but, yeah, so that can be a trigger. Uh, for them so yeah I, I do experience pain after which is, I, I don't think is all that common yeah. I wish I didn't, didn't but it's true I do <laughs> it does hurt <laughs> I guess it does make sense in the idea that um, you know your your mind is a processor of things so yeah your mind is feeling the pain of something it could maybe Generate. make the pain actually happen yeah, it's kind of proof that the rest of your brain uh, is still working because, you know, it, it's thinking it's real. It's trying to tell you it's real. And it's also telling you the pain is real. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. I never thought of, you know, 
that aspect could be part of that. But yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's a little unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm f- it's all, you know, I, nearly 50 years of it, I, I'm fairly used to it by now, so it's, it's, it's not like, a problem. Ah, that silly sleep paralysis. What's going on? <laughs> Move on with your day. But that's good. That's it. I mean, the um, the, 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 the other fortunate thing is really, because there's two types, isn't there, really? There's the uh, hypnagogia, which is the one that I've got, which is the one where you have, where, you, where you're starting to fall asleep. Oh, okay. Hypnopompia is the one that is uh, when you're about to wake up, yes. which less people have. And there are more narcoleptics that have that side of sleep paralysis. And I'm kind of lucky I don't have the one that's waking up because that would ruin my day. So, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm thankful for that. So yours is when you're falling asleep. So then that's it. Yeah. Over with and then you have a good night's sleep. And then I have all the rest of my dreaming is lucid and it's lovely. Uh, oh, yes. Lucid dream. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done some lucid dreaming, but I, Lexi keeps talking about how great flying is. And I've never been able to lucid dream flying. All right, that's interesting. I think that's just a, a mind over matter thing, or a mind over mind. That should be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a bit strange because I, I see a lot of videos saying this is how you do tips for lucid dreaming and stuff like that. And you know what? Experiencing this over nearly fifty years, like I say, I can't begin to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that just comes weirdly naturally to me, and. When people say, you know, oh, I can't do that, I just think, well, why can't you? And then I remember, oh, hold on a second, it must be something to do with the fact that I have sleep paralysis. Um, but I've never been able to, you know, if someone wants training or anything, I can't put them through a dojo mm-hmm. uh, you know, and say, you know, put, make them sit in a yoga position and say, right, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like that. Yeah, in one of the stories I read on earlier episode about sleep paralysis there was a lady who wrote an article and she was talking about how if she can get past the fear then she Mm. can lose the dream and make it a fun experience instead of a scary experience yeah it it always happens that way with me basically you ride out the the bad bits and then for you know the rest of the night is yours basically to play with you have a, a completely blank canvas what do you have a theme that you dream about the most when you're lucid dreaming not really. I mean, flying is quite common, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to save some time. <laughs> it's much easier than walking. Uh, <laughs> just just trying to play out things that will never happen, you know, experiences mm-hmm. or places where they'll probably never go. Um, so that's, you know, I tend, to, I tend to kind of dream, lucid dream that way. This has been very enlightening. Oh, good. And I learned before you hopped on that it's like time difference. <laughs> It's like 9 p.m. where you are, almost oh, 10 p.m. Uh, it's nearly it's nearly 10 p.m. now. What, what time is it over there? Almost 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh God! So you're right on the other side, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like, whoa. That's yeah. crazy, and the audio is great as well. Oh, well thank so you. that's really really good. Yeah, well, that's all me. I mean, we could listen to you talk all day. The <laughs> accent, you know. Oh, I know people. A lot of people are into it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. We were mucking about in, in that first anniversary episode. We've been told loads of times by Americans that um, they do love our accents, mm-hmm. uh, and yours are great. But it's just that we're so used to yeah. uh, watching American TV, watching American film that it's, it's not novel, cool. you know. And what you guys have probably what seen Downton Abbey, 
have listened to the Beatles talk maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that's about as how much our, our culture has, has okay. gone over to America. <laughs> I have a little bit more with some things that I listen to and watch, but yeah, no, you're right. I guess. <laughs> we haven't, we didn't invade you enough. That's, that's <laughs> well, we invaded you too much. Just something funny, <laughs> as you mentioned, it's our holiday weekend, you know, with our independence. Exactly. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I actually uh, had a previous job where I worked with a, a company in the UK a lot. And I had sent oh, yeah. them a message and said, hey, you know, we're going to be off on Monday. It's our 4th of July. And the gentleman emailed me back and said, you know, the Queen's still very upset about that. (laughs) I think she's uh, I think she's concentrating more on keeping alive. Bless her. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's not worried about you guys anymore. (laughs) She's like, they can have their Fourth of July now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, I hope she's doing good. Uh, I think she's got a couple of years in her, maybe. I don't think she needs a full calendar next year. Let's put it that way. Mm hmm. All right. Well, we appreciate you so much being willing to come on. This is no worries. It's been an absolute pleasure. New thing for us, and yeah, you're great. We tell Katie hi for us. Yes, we will do. She's working at the moment, but uh, I'll pop in and uh, let her know you said hi. All right. Well, thank you so much, and have a great evening. You enjoy your holidays. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Cheers now. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.